and welcome to the new Jump City podcast, everybody. Welcome. Uh, that was uh, JoJo, a little JoJo action for you guys. Uh, I literally just started watching JoJo because it's on Netflix now, and uh, that's where I found this theme song. It's JoJo's theme songs are particularly very lit. Uh, so Josh is looking at me weird, like he doesn't like this no, song. No, man. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, I've never watched JoJo, not <laughs> once. I'm not, not to be that guy. I would love to. Well, guess what? You are uh, that guy now. Yeah, the uh, song's really intense. But uh, you know that voice, everybody. You love him. Get this is Joshua Cole, my beautiful co-host. Uh, get, clap at home for him. Hell yeah. And I'm uh, Christian Espinal. Uh, welcome back to the show. Our second episode. I didn't think we'd make it this far, boys, but we did it. Uh, we got uh, our producer, Brian Boss, right beside us, uh, working the ones and twos and whatnot. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Um, let's uh, let's get into some stuff. I saw Shazam today, by the way. I, uh, the I movie? forgot to Yeah, uh, it's uh, pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna give a, s- a quick spoiler-free recommendation. Uh, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, but it's oh, was it? I think it's like DC's best movie so far. Uh, That's very encouraging. So was it better than Captain Marvel? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's even more encouraging. Yeah, the right Marvel one. Uh, <laughs> no, but this is a this is pretty cool. Very solid. I didn't think it w- I would have as much fun as I did at it. Uh, go watch it. Uh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna continue onward. Uh, it, before we get started, uh, if you guys want to follow us on any sh- social media, uh, I am at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole at JD Cole underscore thirty seven on the gram. Hell yeah! And you could find uh, Brian Boss at Saucy Brian Bossy on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yes, that is correct. MVP handle, man. <laughs> it's a killer fucking handle. Love it. Uh, and uh, also, we're gonna get started now. So, spoilers ahead for everything we talk about. Uh, I don't wanna. I don't, yeah, we, we're gonna get. <laughs> you better know by now, man. <laughs> by the second episode, <laughs> you better understand what we do. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna get started with our manga. Uh, we're gonna start with Black Clover, everybody. This is Black Clover, chapter two hundred and one. Oh my God! Uh, it is called uh, the top level of the shadow place. And uh, this chapter opens up with the demon guy. Uh, That's <laughs> my homie, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weird goth kid, uh, Mr. Hot Topic himself, uh, appearing at the uh, the doorway to the outside world. Uh, and the only man that stands between him and the outside world is Leached, uh, who I can't I can't tell these elves apart sometimes. So I was like, who's this for a second? But then, um, yeah, it's Leached. I wasn't even aware he was a good guy right now. What All the elves <laughs> are good now. It switched <laughs> just like that? Yeah, that's how the ch- last chapter ended. It is asked to screamed his personal politics in this kid's face. Yeah, he's like, that one guy. All right, <laughs> we cool. <laughs> so, All right, well. Yeah, that's where we're at. Um, so he's like, I won't let you go. For some reason, he's like got weird stunted speech. But uh, he just got out of a coma, man. <laughs> Did he? I don't. I can't. Slack, bro. <laughs> I'm. I'm having a tough time with these elves. <laughs> to be honest, they look. They look a lot. I thought this was Patrick for a second. So I'm like. Wh- then I forgot the Patrick has like. I one still don't know his name. So I mean, listen. <laughs> this uh, is I Leech. understand. <laughs> this Leech. is Leech. He's the big. It's not light. He's yeah. He's the light guy. He's the like the main elf. But that's how you say his name. Leeched. Leeched. Is he? It's like Germanish, right? Oh. Right. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, Brian, do some research. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he double flipped us off. He gave us double birds, but both of them for were for me, I feel. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So um, he's he leashes there. He's like, hey, I'm not going to let you go. And Demon's like, all right, square up then. And then he just like sends like 
a bunch of spells at him. Uh, apparently, the demon's special power is word soul magic. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> anything he says is like a real thing. That's basically all it is. He's, it's a very broken power, but pretty cool. It's as cheesy as it gets. I don't, you know, <laughs> Black Clover just, they have no shame in their game, and I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> Leash is, uh, like, captured by uh, by his binding spell. And looking pretty cash about it, to say the least. Yeah, it's not really that big of a deal. <laughs> He's really just looking at it like, oh, I believe shit. it. Oh, I don't boy. Think it's that big of a deal either. And uh, yeah, he throws this giant lance at him, or spear, or whatever. And then um, these rose vines come in, and it's uh, it's Charla, the elf that took over Charlotte's uh, body. Oh, the captain, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. captain of uh, the rose people? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, they're a special family. They're all no, women, no, remember? Yeah. This is the lady who's, like, like in love with uh, Yami, who, speaking of which, also shows up. Uh, yeah. And I love Yami. Yami's a cool character. He's, uh, he's like, uh, the cool mentor dude. I like him better than Kakashi. Hmm. Sorry. Hmm. <laughs> it's tough words. It was. <laughs> then I said it. Yeah. He's yeah. cool, man. He I is mean, cool. He doesn't, let, he doesn't let you down. You know why he doesn't? Kakashi let me down a lot. Yeah. I guess. But anyway, he's Hokage. Naruto's man. old news, man. Look at this guy. Yeah. Is he bleeding from his mouth? Or is that just, no, that's like just his energy? Uh, I, what is, what's going on with this? No, man? you know how demons have weird um, things <laughs> about them? Like they have, they he's crying upside down. <laughs> Tears are running <laughs> north of his forehead. On both sides. Look. <laughs> oh, I'm looking right at it. It's Look, uh, I don't know. I guess sometimes I skim through these chapters. I haven't... <laughs> It's Damn. always like bad guys that have weird eyeliner shit going on with them. It's never really like a main character that just got like crazy hot topic ish eyeliner. Um, but yeah, he's just looking after it lo- this demon guy. Just looks at Yami like, "Oh my god, another dude!" And uh, they 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 fight for a while longer. Um, it's pretty cool fight scene. Uh, both uh, this elf and uh, Yami are teaming up. Um, well drawn, by the way. Yeah. Very cool. But Black Clover has always had good action. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, y- the Yami uh, slices through this dude's uh, arm, the arm that was holding his grimoire, like with his dark cloak, Dimension Slash. Oh, yeah, that was clean. But uh, as 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 uh, antagonists are meant to do in a shonen manga, he's like, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> what? He's patronizing. <laughs> oh, it's very bleach. He lost his arm and he was condescending about it. Absolutely, <laughs> man. It's feeling that missing void, you know? Oh, man. You know, I knew we were missing something in Jump. We just needed uh, someone to scoff off damage <laughs> at any given point. Kakashi never gave it up like that, bro. This is basically the end boss. I, nah. c- I don't know who's going to be stronger than the devil after this. There's right? multiple so devils. There's a bunch of different there's oh, a species. Is that what He's just is? one of uh, many. Yeah, I checked on the wiki <laughs> since last week. I'm like, is this the guy? And I can't blame you. It's kind of hard to to keep up with, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, the chapter ends with uh, Finroll being recovered and uh, Nero coming to him and uh, asking him to take him to the demon's bones. Which I didn't know Nero could talk. Was that a thing? No, no. I just uh, found out right now. Okay, good. Because <laughs> cool. I mean, it always seemed like there was something enough with him. Yeah, and I was always was wondering it? when. I thought he was just the cute side, uh, like uh, mascot that every shonen manga has. It was, you know, it it was one of those things where I felt like the 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 artist, uh, you know, the the creator would slide it in on certain uh, panels, mm-hmm. 
and um, it just seemed like he was giving certain attention to him. That means I mean, you know, suspicious. I don't hate it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I, definitely. I, I'm waiting to see what happens. What does that have to do with that giant demon? It's th- it's asking him to take him to this giant demon statue. That that's like the cave. They that was the the lair they were in, right? The big. It's the big evil demon thing that the Wizard King killed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. That, that's out there. Yeah, they was on a floating rock down mm-hmm. there. All right, all right. Yeah, all so right, yeah. hard to keep up, man. Looking uh, <laughs> looking <laughs> forward to seeing what's next. Uh, we're gonna move on to Food Wars. Uh, Food Wars picks up where it last left off. Asahi is just kicking ass with so many knives. Uh, I don't I don't know what having so many knives has to do with the actual cooking of food, but I guess this is a big deal. It's all stunt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all it is. Yeah, he is he is stunning pretty hard, uh, and uh, all these old ass judges are like, "Wow, look at all this knife work," uh, and um, they're asking, uh, "How is Soma possibly going to catch up to him?" And so Soma basically says, um, "Well, I'm going to make five. the The theme is like to use all five grand cuisines, so I'm going to make five different dishes, and then I'm going to smash them together into one." Oh, I mean, I'm not surprised. This is a very Soma yeah. thing to say. Uh, very in character, I guess, t- for him to say something like, I'm going to do the impossible and just figure it the fuck out, bro. Uh, it's like an amusement park dish, you mm-hmm. know, like different attractions. Maybe. Well, Let's I see can't wait to see how he pulls it off. And uh, there's a lot of cooking. Uh, there's a little flashback scene to his time in uh, Shinomiya's restaurant uh, as in the during the, uh, the intern thing that they did. When it was in France, right? Yeah, back to better times when the ah, series man, was. Ah, <laughs> man, that was a really good arc. That was a really good arc. <laughs> back when the series was, like, pretty phenomenal. Um, I wish they'd spend more time in the restaurant, honestly. This is a pretty cool arc. Um, But now we're back at the present, and Soma manages to just do it. He finishes his dish, uh, and that's where the chapter ends. Both of them are presenting their dishes, and the big climax of this thing is going to take place next chapter. Uh, Cool. Yeah, (laughs) man. um, Just my only gripe with the series right now, like at the moment, why I'm, I'm not so interested in it, to be honest, is that I feel like they moved so fast, and I feel like it's worth mentioning. You know, they they could have took a lot more time when it came to you know developing everybody's own talents, and uh, I guess just before they even move on to the next grade. So I don't know. I, f- I, I guess I f- sense like it's gonna end very very soon. So I'm just like, oh. yeah, this is like definitely the last arc. But uh, I think the real problem with this is well, it has like a couple. Like Asahi himself is not like a super interesting dude. Um, he was up front. I like get it. You know, he. I mean, he's compelling enough. I, I get, like, you know, he's serving yeah. a purpose as a I think he guy. started off okay. Like, the prospect of Soma, like, having, like, I guess a, a brother and being trained by, like, Saiba. I get, like, you know, the, the, the idea that Soma had a brother was kind of a cool thing. Um, but the it style really clash is cool, too. Yeah, it's just, um, it's weird. And there's also the problem that, like, this arc, the final arc, only features like three of the main characters. Uh, the rest of which, the, like, it's Takumi and Megumi, who I I'm very happy that Megumi's in this, but she hasn't done much this whole series. She still hasn't. She won. was fodder for the for the main boss, which is also a shame. Like Megumi still hasn't like won an important Shokugeki ever, and I, like she's my favorite character in this whole thing. So it's like really true that shitty to see her yeah. underutilized. And also the other two, like this, Kurokiba's not used at all. He's not in this, and neither is Hayama. And those two were like big deals. So the copycat dude, Mimasaka, right? Yeah, that was his name. I, I feel like this. Some of them. Yeah, you actually <laughs> got his name perfect. Uh, 
I yeah, they just underutilize a pretty strong cast that they had, and it yeah. feels uh, it, it's kind of a shame. Um, but in any case, I'm gonna stop hating. This is this is a we'll see where this goes, and yeah, that will yeah. like inform the rest of my thoughts. We gonna ride it out to the end. Yeah. And now we're going to move on to Dr. Stone, Chapter 101. Hell yeah. Chapter 101, the uh, the treasure chest. Uh, Senku uh, and the rest set sail. Senku explains that uh, what the uh, actual, well, I guess what the plot is going to be for the rest of this arc. Um, basically, they're, they're going to sail out to find uh, this treasure chest that was apparently hidden by uh, Senku's father. He's been stockpiling like rocks and minerals for future scientists to use because I guess he figured a while back that uh, Senku would be released and, you know, they he'd need like all these minerals to move society along. And um, the, the location of all these rocks and min- minerals that this past generation has been stockpiling are hidden within um, the 100 tales that were hinted at like a while back in the series. On the island, right? Yeah, where Ruri knows these 100 tales that have been passed down from generation to generation in the village. Um, And Senku, we got another flashback within a flashback where Senku sits down with Ruri and she tries to tell him the 100 tales. Senku doesn't make it past seven of them without being like totally worn out. There's a lot of information that's happening. Apparently, but uh, Senku's really only only interested in the rocks and the minerals, because uh, he's specifically looking for platinum, which is. Uh, I mean, who isn't? But yeah, the location of the items is uh, are, are apparently hidden in the Soyuz capsule that his father came down in, and uh, we get like a reveal later that there's a villager that. Uh, wasn't born in the village. He washed up on shore, and he was from this other island, where um, where the capsule is presumed to land, uh, to have landed. And um, his he is named after the castle, uh, the capsule. His name is Soyuz. <laughs> Soyuz. <laughs> I guess I I think it's a Russian word. I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Uh, oh God, I hope it's not a real word because uh, I feel really bad for laughing at it. <laughs> you should. That's hella ignorant. But yeah, he uh, he was he came, he comes from this island where the where the capsule is, and uh, he's proof that there's actually people on this island apparently. So we'll see what that situation is uh, later on. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot to parse through. There's a lot of information up front. Ganon even warns them that um, maybe releasing so many people isn't such a bad uh, good idea because there's going to be a lot of conflict over, like there might be even conflict over the people who were revived who to revive next. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh it's a lot of like foreshadowing. I imagine that's gonna come up later. But yeah, I'm I'm really interested in the direction they're going. I I I mean, I expected there to be another like civilization of people, just because you know, mm-hmm. if some people cracked out on their own, why wouldn't others, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, there's so much time that could that that could have happened if you know for them to create their own civilization. So um. Yeah, we'll see. I, I I like the direction it was going with the group they had. Um, you know, I I'm I'm not too, you know, keen. I guess on them adding even more people into the mix to complicate things. But they've been handling the story well, regardless of the turns, right? So yeah, they've only brought along like the core cast, so more cast members, like as an antagonistic force, if if they are, if that is what they are, um, shouldn't be a problem. Um, 
this is just a lot of exposition and um, a lot of uh, figuring out what, like, just basically laying down the groundwork to what the next arc is going to be. Uh, and Dr. Stone has defied expectation of how, like, these types of stories go, so I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, general positive thoughts all around for Dr. Stone. Um, and with that, we move on to our uh, One Piece, which was absent last week, and I'm finally glad that we get to talk about it. Um, uh, I don't know. Should we do a recap <laughs> for Brian in general? Because we didn't do it. Um, we should have. We'll do a quick one. I can do a recap for Brian real quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. So they're pirates, but not really. And they fight people. And it's they are pirates. that's literally <laughs> all you need to know. That's it. He's because I'm gonna tell you this, man. It's really intricate. <laughs> the details of what's happening to in be the fair, moment. And that is uh, a lot of. Uh, there is a lot of shit. This is like the oldest series on our lineup. Uh, it's it, this is our 939th chapter of One Piece. This is arguably the best series in in just Shonen Jump and probably just in manga. And, you know, most would agree it's been the most popular in Japan, right? Oh, it's but so good. Um, but it, it's it's easily gonna clear a thousand. There's a lot of shit that's happened. Um, but I guess um, we could at least what's been going on in this arc. Uh, Luffy, the main character, wants to be king of the pirates. But to do that, he has to slant through these like older pirates that have been doing it for a long time, and are also sh- seem to be shooting for the same thing. Uh, yeah, in their own ways, you know. Um, so, so you know, some aren't as aggressive. Right now, it. they're taking on the uh, the the Emperor uh, Kaido, who's this big fucking. Uh, he's this monster of a dude. His 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 superpower is that he literally transforms into a dragon. Uh, and the Japanese dragon, you know, the winding yeah, big ones, like not like Game of Thrones, of like a Shenron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shenron. Yeah, yeah, um, and it is spooky. Yeah, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> They fought once before, and Luffy got one-shotted in his strongest form. That nigga got washed. Yeah, <laughs> he's talking about. He hit him mad. That's hard. what I said. <laughs> Dog, son, he he hit him. <laughs> yo, yo, he punched him square in the face, and he just shrugged it off like it was no problem. Yeah, he took all of Luffy's on, the strongest attacks, ate them shits without even like flinching, and then and cracked him in the back of the head with a spike bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like method man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. He man. was playing torture with Luffy. <laughs> um but uh yeah, Luffy was one-shotted and then um L- Kaido figured that he'd make a cool um a cool addition to his army once they mentally broke him down. Uh that mm-hmm. that obviously is not happening. Um Luffy and uh this other kid that's been ca- uh, trapped with him kid, I guess. This Eustace kid. Has been yeah, one of the other supernovas. Yeah, one of the other yeah. eleven of Luffy's direct uh, direct rivals. Yeah, they're all in the same class of pi- like you know like yeah, they all came up at the same time. Yeah. They're in the same generation, and um, the second, the presumably second strongest, has been has also lost to Kaido and was also in this prison. He's managed to escape somehow. Uh, we don't know yet. Yeah, he d- they <laughs> didn't explain that, right? He not he, yet. He no. got away like yeah. wait, like a few chapters ago. Huh? Yeah, he managed to escape without Luffy. I imagine that Luffy voluntarily stayed behind for reasons we'll get into in this chapter. Um, but uh, this was a really good chapter. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, this the last thing, the literal last thing that happened is Zoro saved uh, the the emperor of this land. His actual the actual shogun 
of this land named Wano, which is very modeled after like old Japan, just like samurai times. It lo- it's like a big samurai movie if it was an island. Um, the the emperor's son who was de- who was killed by Kaido a long time ago and his travel through time very complicated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, said, I, I try to keep it simple. <laughs> he has traveled through time with uh, four other samurai, and uh, yeah, he his his sister has stayed behind um, for some reason. Uh, <laughs> she just didn't get taken along, and uh, her name is Hiori. Uh, Zoro ran into her and saved her from like these two samurai dudes, which was a pretty cool battle. Which Zoro also won very easily. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought he was about to lose, man. Because well, like the thing is, like losing. he this is the first time he's been actually gravely injured since the time skip, which happened in 2011. Uh, Zoro, the swordsman oh of the of Luffy's crew, has not has gone on unchallenged for. Nine years. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, oh, you're story. right. Oh my God, it's been nine years since yeah. the time skip. Yeah. So he's uh, and these two dudes are the closest that's gotten him to like being defeated. But even then, he slashed through them pretty easily. Um, and he r- he saves this guy's sis- this kid's sister. Uh, there's a little bit of exposition dump as to what she's been doing for the twenty years that her brother has been gone. She's been raised by uh, Kawamatsu the Kappa. One of the former uh, Shogun's like top dudes. There's it was like nine of them. The yeah. Kazawa, Izawa nine. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, the ka- the uh, the uh, Kazaya the Kazaya nine. We we can read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, this this dude has been raising her uh, ever since she disappeared. It's uh, I, I'm not sure how I feel about this because this is very reminiscent of Rebecca uh, from Doflamingo's arc. Um, yeah. Because she had something similar where uh, her mother died but and her father was turned into a toy and erased from everyone's memories. Again, very complicated. <laughs> and this, But him as a toy have, has been raising her for a long time. Orphan princess, basically. Yeah, orphan right? princess, That's the, yeah, It's a trope that was, that was raised by just a, a warrior. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind, of, uh, it's kind of like a repeat of that, more or less. I hope there's more to Hiori's character than... Yeah, there's, there's got to be. Um, uh, I would hope so, because, like, Rebecca was kind of let down in that. Like, she was a warrior, but she was also very much a damsel <laughs> in in a lot of ways. Uh, so... Yeah, when shit hit really hit when, the Yeah, fan, when shit got when real, she... Yeah, it wasn't... She wasn't she that She had to be saved anymore. a bunch. Um, yeah, that's your boy Oda. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the one thing that Oda kind of... Uh, with the exception of, like, Nami and... I get, uh, but even Nami is still like in the '90s, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it though. It's okay. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Yeah, Boa Hancock's a good one. She's a g- she's a good female character in One Piece. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Zoro decides to just sit this out for a little while, recover his wounds uh, before he springs back into action. And we cut back to the uh, prisoners' quarters where there's a big ass sumo match happening, and Luffy and this old uh, gangster dude whose name I forget. It has has been um, has been drafted into for their insubordination. Uh, Kawamatsu the Kappa is also in this prison, and uh, he's just behind. Oh, bars. that's the dude that was that raised the uh, mm-hmm. the daughter. Yes, the sister. Yeah, yeah. Um, Got a name already, though. But uh, Luffy is like basically fighting one on three, 
Uh, apparently, with this old, well, also this old man is helping him, but he's also check this out. He's finding an, an alpaca swordsman. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, a, that's yeah. a that's an animal, <laughs> an okay. armadillo wrestler. So Kaido, Kaido's <laughs> whole thing <laughs> is that he's been crafting artificial devil fruits, which are the fruits that give people their superpowers in the series. Uh, he's been, yeah, and he's been creating artificial ones with the help of this uh, this science, this evil scientist named Caesar Clown. Uh, and these fruits are specifically zoan type, which are the type of fruits that turn you into animals or give you the powers of animals. Uh, He's got a whole army of animal people. Yes, <laughs> and, and they're uh, really tough because you know they're Oda actually willed not. It that way. The uh, the 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 uh, artificial devil fruit people aren't actually that strong. They're fighting against Luffy. They doesn't also count. Yeah, they fought against the like various strats. Sa- that, that one of the dudes gave Sanji a eh, decent fight. No, but he wasn't an artificial guy. He was the dinosaur dude. No. Oh, was he? Yeah, he wasn't. He was an actual genuine like ancient. The genuine dinosaur yeah, man. Ancient Zoan. <laughs> genuine yes. dinosaur. Yeah. Dinosaur. <laughs> the top people in this in his uh, yeah. in his pirate crew have like uh, very rare uh, devil fruits, but of the Zoan kind where that allow them to transform into dinosaurs. Which, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you fucking love this series. Um, uh, how, uh, how, can you, uh, how can you shit on that? That's so cool. If I could turn into a dinosaur. I, 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 I <laughs> guess I, yeah, I mean, that's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. You gotta stop hating. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Luffy is like holding back during these fights. He could easily like, destroy these people but he's he's holding back he's sandbagging them right now <laughs> yeah because he's like focused on training his armament hockey um armament hockey <laughs> is uh the basically there's this mystical force everyone has called hockey not everyone could tap into it and there are three kinds um there's the armament hockey which allow you to touch devil fruit users that can't be touched uh the strongest types of which are logia types that literally become like elemental things like yeah, fire. Yeah, you become fire if you eat the fire fruit. You become smoke if you eat the smoke fruit, et cetera, et cetera. And this you can't this touch smoke, right? And this mystical so. powers allows you to touch them and make them physical. Uh, and uh, there's the other one, observation hockey, which uh, allow gives you, it allows you to hear, like, people's voices, essentially. Like, you can locate people based on where they are. Um, it gives you limited foresight. Yeah, you, you yeah you can sense danger. It's kind of like having the spider sense and yeah. and uh, yeah. shit uh, telekinesis all in one. Yeah, it's just a strong. Cool. It, that's the better way to describe it. It's like a really strong spider. You hear sense. dead people. Yeah, you can. You can hear animals' thoughts. It's uh, a lot of uh, psychic powers. And there's the last one that even a fewer handful of characters possess, which is the Supreme King's hockey, which just allows you to just stun people. And uh, knock out people with weak wills, without touching them, or just l- basically looking at them. Uh, it makes people respect you, basically. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> <laughs> you got that's to it. respect. <laughs> um, and Luffy is training his armament hockey uh, because he remembers a while back w- you could strike people without necessarily even touching them with with the at armament hockey at its strongest. Uh, and uh, this old man he's fighting with is like, oh, that's what you want? And then he just does it. He's like, I could train you, bitch. And he's like, yes. And that's where the chapter ends. Luffy's going to be taught by this uh, cool now looking old man. <laughs> this one little panel of him is my favorite because he looks so badass but also so silly. 
at the same time. Yeah, this is essentially Yoda training uh, yeah. Luke Skywalker. Is that right? Would yeah, that be the right comparison? This is the right me? reference. Have you never seen Star Wars? Dude, I don't remember the order of movies. <laughs> I wish I would have been able to reference the movie and sound that was cooler, but... That was Emperor, right? Emperor Strikes? Emperor, yeah. Which episode was that? Though? Five. <laughs> would you put money on that? Yes. Oh, you okay. All right, <laughs> so you got it. All right, you know, you know. I'll put money on it. You want to bet? <laughs> you got it, man. But it was a really good chapter. He's uh, getting stronger. <laughs> with his force power. Change subject, change. <laughs> <laughs> it was smooth. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was One Piece. Um, killer as always. Love it. Uh, I We're moving on to The Promised Neverland. Um, this was a weird chapter for me. There's a lot of things I didn't, I'm not sure that was explained uh, before. Well, one thing I want to figure out right here and right now is did you know that they had the access to whatever, to like, you know, this place. That yeah, that's what right I was. Now. Did you know that they al- already had it? That's what I, I was thought asking. they knew what they had to do to to get the stuff to get there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they was like, all right, we know how to get there right now. <laughs> I, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's yeah. so weird. Uh, this is chapter 131, The Entrance. Um, and basically, that's this is basically all of what the chapter is about. Uh, Emma and Ray cut their hands over this weird uh, jar of water with flowers in it. Did it have flowers in it before, or does the flowers grow out of it? Um, oh, no, it didn't have It doesn't have know, flowers. Man. It doesn't have flowers. <laughs> so flowers grew out of it. No, he no they, they put, put the flowers in. in. Yeah, 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 you can see it. Yeah, yeah. And then doing this somehow tr- teleports them to the gate. And this was a known thing. I, I, I'd like to think they explained it, but I didn't know that they knew how exactly to get there, I guess. It wasn't explained very well. <laughs> I'll give them a pass on this one, man. Whatever. Yeah, Let's I can kind of let it go. Uh, okay, so they find out, they come across this big-ass gate, uh, and uh, they they open the gate. Uh, Emma basically reads off the stone, uh, the stone inscription on the wall that says, uh, Hereafter, once you enter, you cannot return. If you wish to return, open this door from the other side to go back. Hmm. Wait, I thought that you... Can you not return or can you return? You can... <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel I'm, like I mean it was immediately like, you cannot return. And also, if you want to return, you could just come through this door again. This is... this is. Um, I actually had just read this on the train like before getting here. And um, I had to read this at least twice, man, because... Again, not only was I confused about, like, I was feeling insecure about not understanding how they got to there, right? Like, <laughs> what we saw before, but then on top of that, it's like, yeah, I'm just so confused, man. I'm sorry. I'm also no confused, man. This is, uh, this is, I'm hoping. It's uncharacteristic of the series, right? They're just kind of throwing all this stuff on us. I feel like they're, uh, at times, the Promised Neverland, like, because this is the last arc, apparently. They're, like, rushing to oh, the Oh, they confirmed that? Yeah, this is. It's going to be ending soon. I, I'd be shocked if it lasts till next year. I thought you were speculating last week. No, no, for sure. It's uh, This is it. This is uh, the conclusion of the series. For like, Or at least we're ramping up to it. It's going to end fairly soon. Um, so basically, Emma and Ray go through the door, and then we cut to uh, Imperial Capital, November 2047. What year is it in the regular current time? 
2047. It is 20. This is fu- this is the future. Promise Neverland is always taking place in the future. But are they in the past? No, they've always been this. The like uh, this world is a dystopian future. N- for sure, but I'm saying that uh, did they is this like a flashback? What's happening right now with these monsters? Or oh is this no, happening no, this right is happening right, right now. Okay, okay. Uh, basically, I guess we meet the villain group for this arc. Uh, all these demons, uh, and uh, wouldn't you know it? And pure. Sh- this is the most shonen this series has been, where they have a group of villains that don't get along. Uh, there's this dude named Doza, who's uh, just being disrespectful. He's the, uh, I guess he's the lackadaisical one of the group. Mm. Uh, and uh, we find out that Lord Bayon, th- one of the demons from Goldie Pond that got murked by these children, uh, has been succeeded by his son, Other Bayon. <laughs> Other Bayon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like him. He has the same mask. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and... Uh, Basically, there. This is a lot of like them just be like, "What the hell happened to the people that were in the, uh, the demons of Goldie Pond? They're all dead." Uh, yeah, the <laughs> children murdered them. Every single <laughs> one of them. Sh- one of them was shot thousands of times. Uh, it was a very gruesome way to go. Uh, they. Don't, I don't think these demons are aware of Goldie Pond. Uh, all these demons just seem to have gone missing, and they're like, "What the fuck?" and uh, yeah, basically they're just like, shut up, Doza. They're just like arguing amongst themselves. Uh, d- typical shonen villain group shit. And uh, the chapter ends with the the queen of the demons, presumably. Uh, queen Legra, Legrava Lima. Legrava, Legrava Lima. Yeah, that is her. Uh, yeah, she shows up. She got hella weave. Well, maybe not. She's a monster. Maybe that's... <laughs> maybe uh, it's all natural. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> a lot of fucking hair, I'll tell you that. It'll be great if this is the answer, the, the question they answer in the very next chapter. Like, it's like, I decree by my natural cost. hair. Mm. These waves cost six ninety nine. And 11 smart children. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, that's where this chapter is. Uh, she is introduced by Duke Yverk, Regent of the Regent House. I swear I'm not going to remember these names. Nev- neither am I. This is going to be rough. <laughs> uh, I've ha- I only remember a handful of uh, prominent demon names. Uh, Bayon and uh, the other guy. <laughs> I apparently have forgotten after all. <laughs> um, Luvis. Dova. No, Lu- Luvis, the, the the main villain for the g- from Goldie Pond. Luvis. 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 He is a bad guy. Sounds like a sh- like a vodka brand. Is it? Is it time for this? <laughs> oh hell yeah, it is. I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it is. All right. Well, that was promised Neverland. Not a lot happened. Uh <laughs> 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 I mean, weird s- progression. Stuff happened, but we don't know. How? He threw a lot of stuff possible. at me. It was a lot to digest. I'm not there yet, man. <laughs> we're not that familiar. Uh, but yeah, we're moving on uh, to our last manga on this lineup. Uh, we have My Hero Academia, Chapter 224, Rival pa- Revival Party. Um, the villains decide to go and rescue Giran, their uh, their broker. Um, and uh, they, they try to strategize because they seem to have, at this point in this... In this uh, in this chapter, about two and a half hours before uh, Giganto Machia wakes up from uh, his uh, three-hour nap, 
and uh, they figure their strategy is to uh, to go square up with these uh, Liberation Army people and, uh, you know, buy time for Giganto Machia to just find them and fuck shit up. Yeah, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I don't, I don't remember him saying that I'm gonna follow you to the ends of the earth. Uh, I think that I, I think that it was mentioned that Giganto Mafia has, uh, Giganto Machia has like had a fixation on Shigaraki specifically, at least. Uh, so, all right. Hopefully, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that'd be so great. <laughs> they travel <laughs> like really deep. I, I, oh, maybe they was gonna, te- maybe they'll teleport him. The do- maybe the uh, that'd be cool. Uh, I mean that'd be that'd be better. That'd be. Let me say this, man. Um, your man Shigaraki been having a lot of development in these recent chapters. I like it. Um, I also like that only a f- it was only uh, twice that really felt like an emotional connection to this dude. Yeah, and they all you could you could tell they all generally care about their peoples. I mean, they really felt the way when mm-hmm. Magnus got bodied. Yeah, I felt the way when oh, Magnus man. got they bodied. <laughs> they got payback. Like crazy for Magus. Oh man, and they got the arm back too. That, that was, was so, so gangster. Yeah, that whole. Yo, that oh was also god. one of my favorite chapters. Which he pulled up on this nigga <laughs> from the back. Yo, oh my god, the, the cops was had him. This was the crime mafia boss. They had him on lock. There's at least three or four. Son, it was mad cop cars. They pulled up and said, "Yeah, we getting our arm back. Yeah, I can take the body. You just need this arm because you took my man's arm." All right. <laughs> oh, so petty, but anyway, the, yeah. Yeah, that was also one of my favorite chapters, which focused on the villains, of course, when they just, like, fucked over overall. Man, this is one of my favorite chapters because, you know, this is this is why I really like the series. They, they, they're really smart about how they're talking about it. Like, they obviously care about the dude, but they're just well, discussing if it's worth it, right? No, I think they were always going to go save Giran. I, I think uh, he he's not like – I don't think he had – I feel like he doesn't have a quirk. So he's not in the League of Villains, but he's a close associate with them. Like, I feel like they owe him a lot. I think he found them Dobby and Toga. Like he yeah, brought he, I mean, it, it, it is, it's personal enough to the point that I feel like they're, they're being disrespected where it's like, oh, you don't do something about this, then that's going to look bad on you too. Right. You know, I, that's what I would imagine. Yeah, and twice, and twice being the strongest connection is pretty cool. Uh, at least one of them. It makes sense that at least one of them has, like, a very strong one. Uh and for some reason, Shigaraki decides to be a dick and just pulls off twice his mask, which, you know, sends him into a manic state. Uh, for no reason. <laughs> just to piss him off, it feels. Yeah, just because he's an asshole boss, you know. Yeah. I like it. Uh, basically, he arranges uh, for them to be teleported. Uh, and uh, he pretty much does. Uh, he teleports them to just outside the town where the Liberation Army is. Uh, Dobby has also been pulled into this. Uh, assuming this is uh, some time after, this has been a month and a half after Dobby left, so it's not like he left and they immediately just brought him back. Um, but um, yeah, th- someone uh, approaches them as soon as they get there. It's yeah, a <laughs> hero, actually. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, uh, a hero of the Liberation Army commander. Of the Liberation Army, I mean, and he um, he brings them into the town and escorts them in, uh, and they are greeted by uh, Hanabata, the leader of the Hearts and Mind Party, which whatever the fuck that means. Uh, He's one of the top guys. I mean, he Shigaraki literally says it himself, right? No, yeah, he is. He is one of like the big dudes in the Liberation Army, but I don't know what the uh, the leader of the Hearts and Minds means. (laughs) Um, 
But um, yeah, he he pulls up with his squad. He's like rolling pretty deep with all quirk users, uh, and they jump the League of Villains. Um, Shigaraki just kills. Yeah, bro, hold <laughs> on. Jump is an understatement, honestly, because um, they pull up to the town. You know, <laughs> it looks like a regular neighborhood. I, I didn't, I didn't really think nothing of it. I thought maybe it was going underground or something like that. But when they when they get there to the town, there's nobody there. So, and I like how Shigaraki kind of, yeah, like he, he he wasn't naive to the point. I thought he would. I thought he was just like, all right, I'm ready to get it popping, whatever you got. But he he understood the situation he was in. He was trying to figure out, all right, like, what, how am I, how am I gonna go about this? But yeah, he spotted one here, uh, one of these guys just uh, on a rooftop. He's like, well, guess we're gonna square up pretty hard right now. I see, yeah, so I, I see what y'all. Are. Uh, but yeah, all these on. guys attack. Uh, Shigaraki just murders two people immediately, um, and uh, Toga is in particular uh, singled out by I guess the second in command because she's se- this lady is seen with uh, Hanabata coming in. Oh, and explosion reporter lady. Yeah, explosion reporter lady. <laughs> she has no name yet, uh, and uh, Toga is going to go up against her, which is uh, we'll see how it goes. I, an individual battle will be cool. I don't, my hero doesn't do this very often where it's just like one-on-ones. They don't, and it's kind of funny to think about that because I've never really realized uh, that. But yeah, an action arc featuring the League of Villains, hell yeah, down for it. Uh, Reminds me of Justice League, what they're doing. Yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. We'll get yeah. to that soon, uh, actually, because we are done with our manga. Uh, generally, pretty good week. Uh, I, I, I liked most of the chapters that came out. I think the big three was really, really good. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, What's your chapter chapters of the week? Oh, you it's think tough, of? man, but I'm going to give it to My Hero Academia. And, um, you know, I appreciate the the uh, the story building. Excuse me. Chapters that uh, One Piece provides. Mm-hmm. I like how they line up their, their, their stuff. But I just think that the the little stuff that happened in Hero Academia, like, you know, them pulling up together and, and discussing about yeah. what was about to happen and then them getting into the action. It was... It's just cool, you know. We're, we're learning about these guys a little bit more, so it's more in, in, interesting. Word. I I, I had a. Uh, it was hard for me between uh, My Hero Academia, Doctor Stone, and One Piece. It was like a real toss up because I feel like the top two for me are like One Piece and Doctor Stone because both of them had like pretty cool like plot pro- progression twists coming along. Uh, but I think I'm gonna give it to One Piece. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see what this old man could do. I, like finally, like. I know he they they were building him up to be like a figure of this pa- of this country's past this old dude, uh, but they're trying to they they found a great way to make him relevant to the present and having him train Luffy. Yeah, that was the best way. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I'm really excited. I mean, for what it's worth, One Piece is the chapter that I'm most excited for next week. Yeah, because it's uh, really cool that Luffy Luffy did get like rickety rickety wrecked by uh kaido yeah it was it was so bad but it was good enough it was good though cause yeah no it like was great for but it's it's great that he didn't immediately break out i feel like if eustace kid broke out it's he offered luffy to come with him but he stayed behind of his own of his own accord strictly to train in this prison because uh, he can't just go back out there in the same level of strength that he did when he got in so it's going to be I'm very excited to see where his where these guys go, um, and t- maybe we'll see what the rest of the crew is up to. I don't know. There's a lot of shit happening right now. Uh, a lot to look forward to. Oh yeah. Uh, but now we are moving on to our American comics. We got a we got a pretty uh, stacked week. 
in terms of uh, books. There's some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, we're going to start with Amazing Spider-Man, number 19.MU. Haunted. Haunted. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited now, man. Oh, Seriously. yeah. Um, I, I, I caught up. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Did I'm a lot of reading this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, the Gibbon story, I read again after uh, after we reviewed it, and uh, I got the emotional. Right? I got the I got uh, sad. shot I me right in the heart, man. I didn't know who Gibbon was, and I was like, fuck, Gibbon, he tried, no! He, he tried his best, man. Yeah, He tried guy. his best. That's all you can ask of somebody, right? But uh, that was uh, one of those tie-in issues. This is another one. Uh there's little tie-in issues. That's why it's a uh, point uh, nineteen point hu. Um, this is a uh, basically explaining wh- how the lizard uh, got to where he was at the end of the last issue, where he was uh, seemingly being captured by the taskmaster. Uh, when Billy went missing, it's a pretty simple story. Uh, lizard went out to looking for his son. Uh, he found the taskmaster, who I I like really quickly and really <laughs> easy <laughs> because he has Damn. like heightened smell. You could just smell this dude. Uh, I like how Chris Bacalo draws Taskmaster. Uh, it's this cool little skull thing. He doesn't draw like everyone else, which I like. Yeah, because um, is he literally a skeleton? No. I'm that's still not sure. No, it's a mask. Yeah, so it looks real there, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, everybody, every artist has like a different way of drawing certain characters, I guess. I, uh, I'm i particularly fond of Chris Bacalo's, uh Taskmaster. Yeah, I'm feeling it. But, uh, yeah... The lizard finds him and poisons his drink and then brings him outside. He's just like, you're going to help me find my son. Um, and they conspire to uh, capture a dude named, uh, what's his name? The Vermin? Yeah, um, he's dirty as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, as ew. the name suggests. Jesus, man. I thought that was a crocodile in the beginning, but it was this fucking weirdo. Yeah, man. It's, oh uh, it's a weird mouse, dude. You ever get the skeezies? You, know, you get the shiver down your spine or something like that? Yeah, he's just eating bones. Whose bones is he eating? He's he's, he's, oh, maybe he's, he's cleaning. He's picking all the meat off of the bones. Rough. He's enjoying it. Uh, but yeah, it's human bones. He's uh, having dinner, and then the lizard and Taskmaster run up on him. Uh, they they kick his ass. It takes a while because this guy's like... Yeah, the crocodile can't fight. He's got some type of he medical fight. chip that he... Well, no, nah, okay. he can't, he can't, uh, can't react aggressively towards right. people. Yeah. Oh, he, he was able to control. defend himself, though. Yeah, I, I think it's because he loses control. He has a, a chip inhibitor mm. in him that, does, like, it shocks him or whatever if he tries to, uh, you know, attack someone without. Right. You know, you get it. Yeah. He's, uh, he's held back. Yeah, so, long uh, story short, they, they beat this vermin dude, uh, and Taskmaster calls the, the boss. He's like, I got vermin. And this guy's like, who gives a shit? Uh, but then uh, then he uh, seemingly double-crossed the lizard. He's like, actually, I got the lizard. And he's like, no, okay. And then that's where the, <laughs> the story picks up where the last issue ended with uh, the lizard uh, meeting up with, uh, what's his name? The Toy Master? I don't know. Arcade. He, oh, Arcade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, pretty cool. The next uh, cover shows, like, the lizard fighting Craven. Oh, Craven's son. That's what it looks oh, like. Oh, Craven's son. They look exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, he's a clone. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's he, a literal he, clone. He, he has all the, like, you know, the. Yeah, the, the tattoos and stuff on him, and Craven's rocking the suit, so you know. So that would be cool to see the lizard versus Craven. Yeah, uh, man, it's for his son. I hope he doesn't die. I doubt getting it. Getting some weird vibes, man. I doubt. I mean, you know, getting some dead guy vibes. 
very DTVs. tragic things happen to Spider-Man characters. So yeah, man. Fuck yeah, yo. And then so it's it's crazy because it's lighthearted. It's always lighthearted until it isn't. And they until you see you Gibbon die, <laughs> and then you're just like, no, oh, Gibbon. Man. I was like. <laughs> They shot him up. They did him greasy. Son. Yeah, man, he <laughs> died slow. It was real sad. <laughs> yeah, man, he was pleading. Oh, man. But that anyway. Was sad. On Not as sad as <laughs> Batman. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the best American comic series, in my opinion, <laughs> with uh, Doomsday Clock being a very close second. All right, we're going to do Batman number 69. Hey. <laughs> nice. Well, all right. I just want to I just want <laughs> to mention that the... Uh, the book that came out right before this, sh- I didn't understand that it was. I didn't realize that everything that's been happening has been a series of dreams. Yeah, and that he's like it's all in Batman's head. Yeah, the last issue showed him like in the bed uh, under these drugs. I, I, so I think it was the Scarecrow, but uh, I, I. To be fair, I don't know how this started or how Bruce was put under. Well, they kind of address. All right. So I I remember talking to you a a while ago and I was saying, you know, I I don't I remember seeing Batman's father and he was in the, the, you know, the Archimedes issue. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm just I just like that. They address it because I didn't really understand what was happening for a while Mm because these come out what every two weeks. So it's been a couple months. I've yeah. just been like, oh, is he dreaming? Is this real? Blah, blah, blah. But uh, this was a really... Yeah, he's been having issue. a bunch of uh, Selena-related dreams. Uh, Catwoman, for those who don't know her name. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, w- if you don't know, they almost got married until it was decided Batman could never be happy. And uh, Selena left Gotham, left him at the altar, so to speak, which was a rooftop because Batman. And uh, yeah, Batman has been having these series of uh, nightmares... The last one was fairly lighthearted because it was like a callback to an earlier issue when um, it was the bachelor parties for Bruce and yeah. Clark. and Oh, no, not the bachelor parties, but they met Well, it was a other. mashup. It was like the bachelor party, it was a the double idea date. of the bachelor party, and then the double date episode. Yeah. Uh, you know. No, but no, the last issue was the bachelor party and bachelorette party. The issue where they last met was just them having a double date. I think before... I, I don't know. It was. But, but it, the both of these issues, yeah. those issues were great because it was very lighthearted. And the I don't know how Tom King writes these two characters so well. They like he gets their dynamic perfectly, both Superman and Batman, which is very cool. I mean, he created this relationship, basically, because Batman and Catwoman had always been a thing. But I don't think it's ever been. Explored. Yeah, it's never this gotten this right? series, I guess. Serious. Uh but uh, the d- uh, yeah, this is uh, this is after that, which is basically Batman, Batman and Selina having. Was it is this supposed to be their like post wedding dance? So what's happening right now is that they're um again he's under a nightmare right now. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what's going on with Bane and and uh, Batman's father. I don't understand. Yeah, if this, this is part of the dream, or if this is happening outside of the dream. I guess I, I'm I'm going to be patient and just see where it takes us, but. Again, this dance is happening again um, in the dream, and they're having a conversation about the 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 note that she left. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much uh you know what the wedding dance was supposed to be, but rather him trying to get to a point mm-hmm. um, with her. So um, yeah, basically, and while they're talking about this, they're going through their different incarnations, like how they it starts. Yeah, like they, they did go that in time. a previous issue. They did it in 50. Yeah, they did it before, they right? They did it and in um, the wedding issue. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's cool. 
But uh, as they dance uh, through all these memories and talk about the note that she left him, uh, they go through time, you know, like their little moments together. Very, Catwoman seems to be have changed the most out of, like between Batman and Catwoman. The Catwoman colors are more vibrant. Catwoman has definitely costumes. had more different uh, costume changes. Uh, and then also, yes, there is this weird Bane story happening. And uh, the chapter ends like with uh, Selina deciding and telling him it's time to wake up. All right, so Batman figured he he found out that he was um being you know he that he's uh under trap from uh Bane and his father. He realizes he's in the situation and that they have some new scarecrow toxin. And Batman came to the conclusion that um he had to scare himself enough to the point to over t- uh overpower the the toxin, right? Mm-hmm. So this is Batman having this conversation again. It's not like Selena's willingly doing this. This is all oh in yeah, his no, mind. This is, this is it's really just I- if you ask me it's targeting his like insecurities. And the biggest one his uh his I and I I don't I think this is up for debate, but um I think only internally he believes that he can't love anything else or put anything else before his vow of becoming Batman. And it's him just struggling with that insecurity. And he knows. I think that's him coming to terms with it, which is why the previous uh, comic is really important because it was lighthearted and it was really nice. I didn't think it was meant to show, like, you know, the dynamic that their relationship was real and that there were real bonds being created. But um, Clark kind of told him, like, yo, you know, the reason you're acting like this is because you're scared. That And then he remember, he told him, he said, that's why uh, Selena walked away. But he doesn't know for sure. You know, yeah. this is just his own insecurities. Yeah. This is what's been on his mind. So he had to do that and have that conversation with her. And that's why she says that, because it scares him and even makes... Dude, have you ever seen the Batman cry? I'm, I've been reading Batman for, what, nine <laughs> years now? Since 2011, right? Yeah. 2010. Since Scott Snyder. I've never seen him cry. And it's in his dream. This is Bro, this is Bruce crying. Mm-hmm. It was a really... It was deep, man. And I think it was very relatable, man, because it's never easy to target your own insecurities and face them and know, like, all right, this is something I have to move forward from. And yeah. that's why the writing's been so good for Batman. Yeah, I guess uh, Tom King's, like, main crux of... I- the main crux of Tom King's story is in, in his run of Batman is can Batman still be Batman while being happy? I and that's dis- I hope so, man. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Man, that the wedding was so disappointing. You remember how yeah. much I was talking that's about why, uh, That's why... Th- that's how I felt, too. Uh, when... Uh, I when he ended up not getting married, I was like, you just can't let her be happy. And it was so sad. Dude, I, I, <laughs> you know, I, I always reading the comics on, on the train. I'm just sending it like this. Ah, oh, just not even looking at my phone, just staring into people's legs like, wow, <laughs> wow. She just bounced. But there's Tom a King, lot of things happening right now. We it's, don't it's funny because I saw this tweet recently where Tom King uh, has apparently also been getting hate <laughs> like from people. Because there was so, it wasn't just, okay, Batman and Catwoman's getting married. There was so much development leading up to it. Them starting to like each other more and understand each other more. It was it was real. It gave you, it kind of gave me hope for, for, for real relationships, you know, mm-hmm. in, in real well, life. Well, to me, it's, we should have known better. That's the <laughs> real problem that Tom King's such a good writer that he made us believe that Batman was actually going to get married. <laughs> that was like a good... I still have hope, man. I mean, you know, his run's not over yet, so it could very well end with him and Selena reuniting. Uh, but uh, we'll have to see. But, man, his his run has been masterful 
so far, and I'm excited to see what happens after these nightmares. What, how does Batman change from these experiences he's had in his own head? Uh, but uh, yeah, that was that, and uh, we're moving on to Magnificent Miss Marvel. Now this, uh, this had me worried. Like when this is number uh, Miss Magnificent Miss Marvel number two, um, it had me worried for a number of reasons because G Willow Wilson has moved on from the character. She was the only one who has written her up to this point, like in her main series. And she's done, and she has like one of my favorite runs of comics. Like the original Miss Marvel, is so good. Um, that one of my personal favorites in the Marvel lineup for sure. So it's hard to follow uh, an act like that. And from the last issue, it was good. Uh, it was really, it was pretty good. Uh, I'm excited that it hasn't degraded in quality. Uh, the last issue left uh, Kamala holding, well, her dad finding out that she's Miss Marvel number one, and. Uh, them turning out to be aliens <laughs> or something, this alien goop thing, which uh, freaks Kamala out. Uh, her and Bruno go on this search to find them. And uh, there was something in the last issue that started out with uh, this this like alien species reading a legend about the chosen one, which seems to be Presum Yeah, one. presumably is Kamala. Um, and uh, it turns out the people that are responsible for like creating these weird uh, alien villains running around and replacing people are the aliens that need her, apparently, to go live with her. Like, she's some kind of alien messiah. Uh, we'll have to see where this goes, because Miss um, Marvel's best strength was that it was pretty small scale, and that allowed the characters to breathe a lot. It didn't have, it didn't have like, these big epic implications to it. It was just basically this girl being the hero of Jersey City. Uh a town that admittedly didn't have like a lot of problems. Uh, all the villains that she's faced haven't been all that powerful. No, and it, I mean that was just very well said. You, you're right. Everything that has happened has been a big deal because it was a big deal to her because she took it personal whenever things happened in Jersey City. But yeah, you know they're going galactic now. Yeah. So um, as I'm a lot of Marvel series are. She, you know, she's 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 already had so much development as a character, and I, I feel like as far as the new uh, creators going, like going with her, it's it's hard to mess up. She just they just need to they take need to their time and and, and and stick to who she is as a character. And yeah. I think and so far they've been doing yeah. that. Uh, I think her characterization has been pretty much on point. But this is only the second issue. So I want to <laughs> see some more fighting. I want to see some some intense fighting. Um, I mean, yeah, if we're gonna go run. this route, I guess. It should be epic, right? Yeah, no more uh, funny, cool. I'm gonna hit you with this big hand. I want to see should be funny though. I I'd like to keep the humor. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. It's gotta be good, damn it. Um, but yeah, we'll see where it goes. Uh, you still gotta prove yourself a little to me. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we're gonna move on to Justice League, and holy shit, this is a big, this is a big one, man. This is Justice League number what? 22. Uh, this is the origin of the fucking multiverse, everybody. Um, yeah, I was not expecting this at all. But Is I'm this a retcon? No. Well, nah, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know what like the previous cosmic lore for DC was before. I mean, point. they made everything line up. I'll tell you that. But uh, w this issue starts in the present. Um, some shit. Uh, Mitsiplix, which I believe is that's how you pronounce it. The magical imp that's really, really strong. Yeah, he's been, uh, he he has uh, gone fucking ape shit on um, 
uh, on the the earth apparently. In reality, sure. in general. Yeah, and uh, the the Legion of Doom show up and they come with a box. The uh, the only way to fight a fifth dimensional imp is to bring another one, and they bring Batmite. I don't know about this guy. Batmite is uh, basically what's his history? Ba- he's basically Mitsiplex. He has the same powers. He's a reality warping imp. These two are among the strongest characters in the whole se- in the whole like DC universe because they literally break time and space. Uh, you know they they, they can, do can do whatever they want. Yeah, basically. Um, but then we suddenly have a flashback to uh, Perpetua and uh, the origin of the multiverse. Uh, man, there's a lot to parse through here. But basically, <laughs> <laughs> you got this. Twenty billion uh, years ago, in the sixth dimension. Oof. Um, Perpetua created three sons, uh, the Anti-Monitor, the Monitor, and this World for- Forger dude. Uh, they each have a purpose in uh, in the universe. The Forger is to, uh, he's, he's meant to create life. Birth. Yep. Uh, the Monitor is meant to watch over or monitor uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this life and make sure it doesn't go out of hand. Mm-hmm. And the Anti-Monitor is meant to uh, kill everything. Uh, because he is a regulating force within the universe, life, birth, de- uh, birth, life, death. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's uh, what they're going for. And uh, Perpetua creates several multiverses. Uh, <laughs> and there are well, yeah. There's she, more like her. No, she creates. She's one not like the highest being. That's what I f- I think okay, was okay. a really so big takeaway. Perpetua creates the multiverse, the DC multiverse as we know it. But there are other multiverses, like the dark multiverse that we saw. In no, no, no. That the dark multiverse is a part of the DC one. No, n- yeah, but it's also it's not like the main. This she created the main multiverse, but there's also another multiverse not yeah, created by her. Yeah, from because other from people on Perpetua's level. Because even God other. has a boss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we found out who it was too. That's what's funny. But um, uh, yeah. Okay, so five billion years later. <laughs> Um, he, uh, the monitor shows up on Earth where Perpetua is watching like primitive beings just tear each other apart. Uh, I don't know what she, uh, do you know? <laughs> Basically, she's building an army of super powered mortals. I mean, not directly like Superman superpowered, but you know, these guys are supposed to be good for battle or right. whatever. I mean, that's th- there's not much to go off of because she fears that she's going to be judged. So that's where it brings in the, oh, so there is someone higher. There's someone that she's scared of. Yeah, the but most Mobius, high, yeah, if you will. Mobius or th- uh, the monitor, um, the son no, of No, Mobius life. is the anti-monitor. Mobi- oh, shit. Whatever. So um, the, what's his name again? Just the monitor. Okay, the monitor. <laughs> he's the one that's... Uh, questioning his mom like you know saying why you know why are you making these guys kill each other and fight each other like what are you scared of so as he finds out that they're going to be judged at some point and she knows that mm, i guess they're going to be judged bad because she wants them to destroy things it yeah Yeah, you know what yeah you're right it is a little (laughs) it's hard Uh, it's a little then two hundred thousand years later There's a lot of time skips in this backstory. I don't want to do it bad, you know. I don't want to make it seem. No, like it's not. But it we'll get into it. Um, the uh, the monitor, the anti monitor, and the world forger meet up, and they're just like, "Our mom's crazy. We gotta stop this shit." Uh, and then Perpetua is like, "I heard you," and just <laughs> yeah, because they were gonna call her 
dad, I guess. I guess. Right? <laughs> is calling grandpa. <laughs> or her. her hu- yeah, I guess her so dad. It could be judged earlier before her plan goes into emotion, which, again, her plan was to create these people so that they can fight whatever's about to happen. Yeah. Right? And the auntie so. and the auntie is kind of like, we probably shouldn't do this. And then she sticks her arm yeah, around. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, mm. And then <laughs> we learn that the anti-monitor is apparently capable of sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> where he's just like, oh, great idea, guys. And I'm like, you're the anti-monitor. You don't talk. Uh, so basically, they, they're they fighting against this army, but they're gods, so it's not that bad. And then... <laughs> yeah. And then mm-hmm. Perpetua's boss shows up, which is this weird eagle? <laughs> is that an eagle? Is yeah, it's an e- mm, is that a... America shows up and it's <laughs> a bird, a really big bird shows up, a rainbow bird, and it's cool because his um his fucking what do you call it? The text bubbles is in different colors and all of that. Yeah, he's, he's a know, really strong guy. You know, no one gets colorful text bubbles. Yeah, you know he's a big deal because his text bubbles are a different color than the others. Yes, the rainbow spectrum. Yeah. So he comes in to check. Oh, is Perpetua. it? Yeah, maybe. What? Oh, yeah, it is the rainbow spectrum. Yeah. Huh? Maybe he's the he is the ultimate emotional spectrum being. I mean, he's just one of them. It doesn't because he's implying that oh, you're going to be judged by somebody else soon. So they lock up Perpetua in the in the source, in the wall. source wall. So that's why the source wall is there. Oh, okay. So that's been explained. And the monitor is like, we can never let her leave the source wall. Ugh. Sorry, buddy. So her plan doesn't work, and that they can be judged naturally. Which again, I'm still not understanding why that's so important. But I trust the writers. I know we're going to figure it out soon. Uh, yeah. Okay, so they get ready for their final judgment. Uh, and they Anti-monitor, get, I mean... They count on being yeah, reborn. Uh, but the anti-monitor is like, you yeah. ruined everything. Uh, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, He. <laughs> and the reason he gets mad is kind of childish, too. But I guess he's the anti-monitor. He's supposed to destroy everything. So that shows why he brings the universe together um, in the other blah, crisis blah. events. Yeah, it's a, a lot to take in. And now Perpetua's free, and she's looking at Luther like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> this guy's my man. Yeah, she seems really happy about what he's getting into and helping her out. Um, this is just so, oh, there's a lot of story going on, man. Yeah, this It's is getting good, because it, it, it was a little dry. Well, and, it, it's good to you know. know what the fuck is happening <laughs> at, at this point. Like, let's get more detail as to the scale of this, and... This is a pretty big level. This is a on the level of like Hickman's Avengers. Uh, They're trying. I don't think it's being executed as well personally. Neither do I. Still more time. But uh, so far so good. I feel like there's a lot of this left. Like this is even the this is probably still the beginning of the story. So there's a lot to go through, and things are probably going to be explained more later. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm stoked. To say the least. Uh, I can't wait to see Batmite versus Mitzi Plix. Uh, a battle between two uh, two reality warping el- uh, imps. I'm down. Yeah, it basically seems like the devil guy from Black Clover times two. Yeah, times two, I'd say. Times two is a good uh, multiplier for them. <laughs> uh, and we're going to close off with Naomi, everybody. Oh, yeah, Naomi. This is a new series with a new character by Brian Michael Bendis since he jumped over to uh, to DC. Uh, this has been very interesting, and the art—oh my god, the art for Naomi is so good. Uh, very detailed, very cinematic. Um, I don't know if that's an appropriate uh, word to describe it, but yeah. it sounds good to me. Um, so basically, what's been happening? This is the third. This is what the third, fourth issue. This is the fourth issue. Uh, Naomi is this girl 
she grows up in li- she's grown up in the middle of uh, in middle America somewhere. Uh, not a lot's been happening, and she discovers something weird. Like she doesn't know who her birth parents are, so she tries to dig into it, and she finds out that there's some uh, screwy shit happening uh, with the town's mechanic who seems to know where she came from, and it's revealed that uh, yeah, she's got some she's got some stuff going on. Um, She's adopted by these two uh, two, par- two parents, this uh, man and a woman. One of them, the man, her dad, her stepfather, is from uh, Ren, uh, the same planet where Adam Strange oh gets yeah, his tag. yeah, that's where they just were in Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, yeah, he used to be part of an elite squad of uh, of Ren and uh, super duper space soldiers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blasting their pistols. Blasting their pistols. Uh, my Blast set your phasers on stun. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, he was sent to Earth to uh, track down uh, this Thanagarian te- uh, terrorist dude. Uh, he lands on Earth. The wing people. Yeah, the hawk, w- the hawk people. people. Uh, I never know which one between the Ran and the Thanagar people are the worst. Uh, yeah, it's f- I feel like it's like the Kree and the uh, yeah. and the other guys. Definitely. Scrolls. Um, yeah. I guess we're to assume that they both suck. <laughs> Generally, as I feel about, I guess Korean scrolls like both of these guys suck. Uh, but um, yeah, he lands on Earth. Uh, he finds the Thanagarian terrorist who seems to have settled down as the mechanic. Uh, his name is D, uh, and then that's where he meets the human woman that uh, that uh, he d- he's decided to marry. And uh, they they live together for a couple years. Uh, they can't have kids. Um, and they desperately want kids, but it's just they it's just not working out. And at that point in time, uh, D and uh, and the dad uh, meet up on this football field because both of their alien tech has been going screwy. Uh, they think they're activating each other's shit, but they haven't been. They are invaded by this force of uh, all. I think I believe yeah. Oh no, there's one dude there. I was about to say all female uh, <laughs> people. One of them brought a baby with them for some reason. <laughs> Let me see. Wait, hold on. Ah, shit. I got off of it. Um. Okay, here it is. This. Uh. Yeah, they show up. Uh, for. Oh, those look like bad guys. Yeah, seems to be. And uh, they get into a battle. Uh, they fight. They s- they they fight for a while, but uh, then they disappear. These guys, but they leave behind a baby, which is Naomi. Um, and we don't know exactly where they come from, or where or where she comes from, or what her deal is, but. Uh, the only clue is this uh, small little box that that came with her. Uh, it's got the symbol on it, uh, and she finds it underneath the ship that her dad took her to. Is that the white lantern? It's not. Oh, it looks like <laughs> it. A <laughs> it little looks. Bit. I thought it at first too, but I'm that like, that would have been really cool if she was a white lantern. That'd be a little lit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn, that'd be a huge but she turn. Alas, she is not. This is some uh, un- unknown symbol. So and the the the, che- the issue ends with her picking up this box and her eyes glowing with this symbol. So I guess next issue we'll find out finally what what the whole th- whole deal is. Yeah, this is a small town girl just basically figuring out that her life is much more than what it seems. Orphan, of course, you know. So she's gonna end up being a really strong superhero. Well, we don't know if she's an <laughs> orphan yet. Her parents could still be out there. Mm, they probably got smoked, bro. <laughs> 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 but we'll see. Have hope, Either Josh. Either that or they're real shitty. I mean, why would you leave your daughter? I mean, she dropped her. <laughs> I would never leave my daughter. <laughs> oh, she got dropped too? See, these <laughs> niggas ain't shit. 
<laughs> they better be deaf. Well, we'll find out, I guess. Um, but yeah, um, this is this is an original character created by my Brian Michael Bendis. I don't think she's ever ex- existed in DC before, and uh, he's pretty good at it. Whenever he creates, like he, this guy is the same guy who gave us Miles Morales. So yeah. usually, whenever he has free reign over an individual character, he does a great job, and Naomi's no exception. And also, I can't stress enough, the art is so good. Yeah, it reminds me of One Punch Man. It's so pretty, man. Where it's like super, Uh, super deep. I want to give a shout out to the artist, uh, Campbell. (laughs) Campbell? (laughs) uh, I'm uh, I'm surprised by that. Jamal Campbell. Okay. So good on on him. He rules. He's a great artist. Um, Yeah, looking forward to seeing what happens next to Naomi, as, uh, as I am with the rest of this series. Uh, we are going to wrap it up there, everybody. That has been everything. Um, thank you for, ga- for listening this far. Uh, I very much appreciate it. If you guys want to find us on social media, you can find me at the Chris Espinel on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole. At JD Cole underscore 37 on the gram. And hey, guys, if there's something you want us to uh, look into and read, let us know. Yeah, I, I uh, made an email for us. So if you guys have theories... You know, fan theories. We'll read them on the on the on the pod. Uh, questions, suggestions for things, uh, criticisms, things we could do better, things you love. Give us compliments. We love compliments. Yeah, uh, we'll take all that shit, man. Yeah, uh, email us at uh, newjumpcitypod at gmail dot com. Uh, also follow Brian Boss, our producer at Brian uh, at Saucy Brian Bossy. Uh, this is uh, this has been New Jump City, everybody. We shall see you next week. Peace.